Abstract Athlete Podcast, a collision of art, sports, and science. Welcome, everyone. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Abstract Athlete Podcast. Thank you to our incredible listeners and sponsors for such amazing support. If you have any questions or comments, please send it to info at theabstractathlete.com. A reminder to make sure to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and follow us on all of our social media platforms for updates and news. Really stoked about the podcast today as I chat with actor, writer, creator, and recently retired eight-year professional soccer goalkeeper, Patrick McLean. Make sure to follow Patrick on Instagram at PatrickMCLAIN24 and keep an eye out on him for his future films because I think this guy is going to make a mark. Let's welcome Patrick McLean. Hey, you there? Hey. There you go. <laughs> Sorry, just getting squared away here. Oh, yeah, no worries. Uh, how you doing? I'm doing awesome, man. How are you? Thank you for doing that. By the way, I jump right in. I always like to not let people know that I start recording immediately. Um, yeah, no worries. Thank you for doing Like, you know, we've never met. We've only communicated uh, <clears throat> by some messaging. And you've, you've always been like kind of a, a supporter of what we're doing. I think, I mean, you always tag us and, or not tag us, but like what we're doing and stuff. And I've always been like interested. You always kind of like check in and then you just retired in June, correct? It was June. Uh, I retired about two years ago, technically. Okay. I, I formally retired formally, that's, in June. Yeah. Well, I think that's what I was going off of is that formal retirement. And it really, I think you posted like three posts that were really, really deep and kind of, uh, kind of moving. And I think for all athletes that go through that end, it was really, uh, you know, one of the things we like to talk about is like, you know, the mental health aspect and, and kind of that transition from, you know, maybe being an athlete or being a, a military person or, you know, whatever. And like, totally. what, what is that next step? But I found your, your posts like so endearing and so, um, so moving, like it actually brought me back to like, those moments when I stopped playing and stuff. Um, like what was that? What was it like for you? I guess. I mean, like you said, you like, you kind of had retired, but like then that official thing where it's like, Oh shit, it's done. Right. Um, I thank you. That's, that, that was, those were really kind words. Um, what was that like for me? You know, if I'm totally honest, and I don't think a lot of people are, you know, I think there's this kind of facade that everything's going to be fine. Um, but a lot of people don't understand how, how hard it is to actually transition into something because the long and short of it is people view you as an athlete. And so they think that the only value you can hold is what you can hold in terms of what you've done 
athletically. So naturally, I think a lot of players automatically segue immediately into coaching, which nothing against it. I've had some great coaches. I've had some terrible coaches. There's, you know, I, I, I appreciate every single good coach that I've had because they've made such a big difference and impact in my life and we need more of them. Um, but I, I also think that sometimes people get stuck because they, they don't know what else to do. Or, you know, luckily I had an education, I have an education and not everybody does. And I think, I think it can be very, very hard uh, for people to understand what to do next. I know it was really hard for me to really wrap my head around what was next. You know, I had some things lined up um, and those things fell through the second that I could no longer provide the same value uh, that I could as an athlete. So, you know, it was really tough for me and I, uh, and I struggled with it for quite a while. And I think that, you know, just now, a couple of years later, you know, I, I feel like I'm starting to really find my stride and, and find where, you know, I, f- I fit into my new life. Um, and, you know, without, without getting too emotional here, but, uh, yeah, dude, I, I like, I <laughs> like, really, I think that's, that's what that post did for me. And like, and you're kind of reiterating, and I think you're being vulnerable. And I think more people need to be that way because it is tough. Like I, I can still remember my end personally. And while we're not like, while we, I think internally, we know we're more than the athlete that people define us as we're still, we still hold that as our thing. And it's, right. so when you step away from it and like, shit, you're young, man, like, you know, like, it's like you have a whole life left and, but those moments, and it's just like, I, that's why I think I really, really appreciated what you, how you said it, like in your multiple posts and that, like, I think the the one was just like, you know, I love you. Like I'll always yell, love you, but I won't be in, or I'm not in love with you anymore. And like that perfectly describes that feeling I think of every athlete is like, we're always going to love that sport and or sports that we play, but it's that being in love with that sport. When that switch flips, it's like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, and it becomes a lot harder. Um, when you know, when you're in love, you'll, you'll do anything, right? Let's (laughs) do anything. And I can say that I did anything for soccer and to do what I was in love with for a long time. And then it was almost like, it was almost like a switch went off. I, and there's a few things that happened for me personally. I can't really speak to anybody else's journey, but I, uh, you know, I was released by Chicago, which was totally unexpected for me. Um, so that, that in itself kind of broke my heart because I'd finally gotten to a spot where I was starting and I was playing well. And it was like, all my work was paying off. Uh, unfortunately I tore my hamstring. I uh, was in the process of rehabbing it because the team was kind of trying to get me back a little bit quicker. 
You know anything about hamstrings? Hamstrings are super finicky. I, I've tore my hamstring before too. And man, it's like you get shot. You just drop. Yeah. I, and, and like, I like to think of myself as kind of, you know, like a tougher, tougher guy. And I've played through some, some crazy stuff, but I can walk. <laughs> like I can't, I can't walk. I can't really save the goal. So, um, anyway, we were in the process of rehabbing it. Uh, you know, I, I kind of mentioned to my trainer, like, oh, you know, I'm starting to feel something. He's like, oh, it's okay. You know, we'll just do one more run. Okay. <laughs> idiot. I'm such an idiot. Uh, and, uh, and so I did that run. I re-tear it. So instead of a grade two, now it's a grade three. Spend the next four months on the, on, you know, on the recovery road, come back. Uh, I'm, I'm a starter again. I think everything's, you know sunshine and, and butterflies and they dropped me. So that, that in itself kind of broke my heart. Um, at the same time, uh, my son was born. So there in itself, like, I mean, whatever adolescent love I had for my sport at that point, uh, changed and, you know, forever because, uh, because of how much I love my son. But yeah, um, <laughs> sorry. No, dude. I, I mean, again, like I just appreciate the vulnerability. Yeah. So with all those things kind of happening at the same time, you know, m- my whole life shifted in, in, you know, that very brief amount of time. And for a while, I, you know, I had to try to find my way and I signed with another team, but but my heart wasn't in it the same way that it was. And uh, there are certain things that I was willing to put up with when, when it was all that I wanted and that was no longer the case. So I felt myself um, distancing from it and it wasn't, it wasn't the same for me. And I, I couldn't, I couldn't function in the same way. I was still, you know, my body still did everything that it was supposed to do. I still, was able to do everything at the same level, if not a better level, but my heart wasn't in it and I, and I couldn't fake it. No, I, 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 I was just, I just had uh, somebody, a pro football player that had retired recently, the kind of the same, same thing. It's like got, you know, got picked up by a team and just, it wasn't there. And like, as athletes, I think we all know, like we can't half-ass it. We can't give that three quarters effort. Like you have to, you have to be in it, or it just it doesn't make sense. So, and it, it is like it's it's um like I can't. I mean, I don't I don't have any children, but I can't imagine like that high and low experience like virtually at the same time. It's like you can't love anything more than having a kid, but then yeah. like, you know just like at the same time like that whole experience of being like, I, I don't know, like, like, that's like a crazy dynamic, but you, you played 10 years professionally. Is that uh, right? eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. I, I, yeah. I always get numbered. Like when you look at numbers, yeah. it's like one, two, three, four. It's like <laughs> sports math. I don't get it. Um, but you played at, um, Cal Poly for four years. Uh, like we're, you know, like, a second team all conference goaltender i think you, the ju- junior year correct what did you study there as a matter of fact i was just curious about that so i studied kinesiology oh um, nice 
Nice. Yeah. Yeah. No, it came in handy massively uh, through the course of what I did. Um, you know, in terms of understanding exactly how the body works, the but you know, the the dynamics, um, the body mechanics, that sort of thing. Like those classes that I took had every single day relevance into you know what I was pursuing. Um, I chose that when I was 18 years old. Uh, I don't know about you, but 30, I, I was 30, a mess at 18 years old. I'll just leave it at that. <laughs> so. So 18 year old me versus 30, you know, 30 <laughs> plus year old me. Uh, is that something that I am interested in now? Not really. <laughs> is it something I'm very, you know, I'm very knowledgeable about it and I have a very good understanding of it. Um, but it's not something that, you know, that, that fires my soul in the same way that, uh, some of my other things do. And, uh, <laughs> so I mean, it, it was just impo it's impossible. I don't know if you know anything about the like the uh, Cal State system, but it's like impossible to change your major, and <laughs> like it's it's crazy. I I don't understand why you would do that. It's like you have to choose. Your eighteen year year old self has to choose this, and it has to be what you do. Um, I, I think like in some ways. I mean, I I teach at Virginia Commonwealth University. And I've actually started a program called Art and Athletics. We're kind of cool. along the same lines as the the business, but just bridging these ideas that every one of us is creative. You don't have to be, you know, like air quotes, an artist, but we're all creative. Like, what do you want to do? Like, and it allows people to like to take these classes that are doing these things that maybe they're not interested in, but they're kind of being like railroaded into these spaces. And it's just like, why, why are we doing this? It just right. makes no sense. It's just, uh, you know, in terms of quality of life, like it could just be so much better. Uh, if, you, and personally, you know, my creative journey, like I, I've always drawn, I used to, I used to make movies with my friends when we were kids, like not thinking anything of it just because it was fun to do. And, you know, I'd act in them, we'd direct them. Like it was fun and it was, it was creative without even thinking about the fact that it was being creative. Um, so there's all, yep. yeah, there's always been this, this side of me that I feel like somewhere through the course of, and this is my own fault. It's nobody else's fault, but mine, um, somewhere through the course of my playing professionally, my, you know, uh, playing in college, when, whenever it ended up happening, I think I lost track of some of that, that sort of creative outlet, because especially as a goalkeeper, like you don't really want a creative goalkeeper. You want <laughs> like, <laughs> you know, <laughs> But like, there's a couple that pull it off, like Ederson and a couple of the Brazilians who are just phenomenal with their feet. And they're like, okay, yeah, if you want to do. <laughs> That's in their ahead. culture though. The, the Brazilians, like, you know, I, exactly. I, I actually, Brad, I think Brad Friedel, I, I grew up in Columbus and oh, cool. uh, Brad Friedel, I believe at one point, in I think it was Friedel. I think he played for Columbus. I think he lived across yeah. the street from my sister at one point in time, which is cool. like, Oh, you know, like I met Brian McBride multiple times and um, used to go to crew games all the time just cause it was such a cool, you know, uh, place to go check. But I, yeah. you know, going back to your creative stuff, like 
first of all, I love that. And I want to see stuff. Um, but it's also like, I, you know, like looking at, are you, are you doing some like modeling right now as, as well? So you're do, correct a little bit. Yeah. You know, um, no, I mean, I think I there's, can't, I, can't, I can't say anything negative about modeling because <laughs> it, it helps me pay a lot of bills, right. but like, you know, it's not like, uh, there's not a lot of creative expression right. for me. No, I, but I guess I was going to ask you like, cause your, your wife's also a producer, like, um, correct. Didn't she, the, there was like a premiere a couple weeks ago. And yeah. is that something you're interested in getting, I would say, I'll say back into because you used to do it. <laughs> I mean, is that yeah. something that you're interested in as you know, again, like as you're kind of transitioning out of that, that sports world, um, and moving towards like maybe acting or, or something in that space. Yeah, totally. I, uh, you know, I've been kind of lucky so far, uh, in terms of, you know, and obviously having Maria <laughs> helps immensely. <laughs> so many of the pitfalls that I think people, you know, fall into and then have to find a way to climb themselves out of like, she's just like, yeah, don't fall into that. pitfall. <laughs> <laughs> and i'm like thanks i didn't even see the pitbull that, that's great i'm like are you sure and she's like okay thanks <laughs> um so there's so many times where uh you know things like that uh have happened and uh i've been lucky enough to have you know booked a couple decent things and um, developing, we're developing our own projects. Uh, awesome. I mean, hush, hush. She just got offered a really big job. Um, so we'll, we'll see, uh, we'll see what ends up happening in the next year or so, but I'm, I'm really excited, um, about, about all that. You know, I love the acting stuff for me. The acting stuff is like, is I get the same rush that I, I, I got performing when I would perform on the field in front of people. It's that same rush. It's like people, people are going to see it. And I, I hope that, that sounds kind of, kind of narcissistic, but like, you know, people are going to see what I'm capable of and, yep. and, and you know, what I don't that's narcissistic. I think that's just being honest. Like I, but I, yeah. you know, going back to what you said earlier, like that, that creative thing falls off. I think that's society's problem. Like we, we don't cherish or value, particularly in the United States, unfortunately, value yeah. like creativity like we should. We think it's like, oh, that's just a hobby. And it can be like just a hobby, but it is something that actually is good for our literal health, our mental health. But we don't put it up like against English or math. It's like, well, that's right. like an elective or that's something you can take. And it's like, I'm trying to actually change that word, something you have to take. Because I do think in the long run, I don't remember anything I took in biology. Nothing. I have no <laughs> clue. But art, like art is literally like whatever that is for you. Again, like creative stuff. It's something you can do the rest of your life that is valuable. Yeah. And, I, you know, so I like, for me, it's like, it's really cool to see you re-engaging that. Um, and, and really, you know, like not that it's a hindsight thing because I, I did the same thing. Like it just art disappeared for me, even though I was that weird kid that would like played all sports in <laughs> high school, but yet I was in the art classes. So it was like, all the art students was like, what the hell is the quarterback doing in the art class? <laughs> and all the, all the sports people were like, 
what the hell is this drawing you did? Like, why are you doing this? So it was like, you know, I think it's getting better. Like I always talk about this, the way that we kind of the appreciation for art, but it's just, it's funny to me that how we devalue this. I don't, I just don't know why. No, I, I couldn't agree more. And I, I think, you know, after obviously we've, we've benefited from a lot of individual self-reflection and um, to that point, like, do you want a quarterback who's just going to be predictable? Like, absolutely. Or do you want a creative quarterback who can think outside the box and think on his feet? Like, that, that's a no brainer to me. <laughs> if your quarterback doesn't have a creative side, I would be a little bit more concerned yep. um, because they're not going to be able to find their way out of certain situations. Um, but that's, that's really cool. And yeah, that was, that was 100% me too. It's like, Oh, it's like you have to be one or the other. You have to be a jock or you have to be an art kid. It's oh, like, I, my friends were the art kids and my friends were some of the jocks, yep. like mostly art kids. And, and be us being, us being from the Midwest, it's even harder. Cause it's like that, you know, you, you right. have to be tough as a guy and you have to be, you know, or you have to be an artist. <laughs> like I literally, when I, I, I've told this story before, but it's so funny when I first did this class at VCU, the first art and athletics class, I think I had 20 students in the class. 10 of them were were athletes and 10 of them were artists, which was perfect. Like that's how I would love it. But like the 10 athletes sat on this side of the room and the 10 artists sat on the other side. It was like a high school dance. It was just like the most, it was like, okay, we got to, we got to change this up a little bit. We're like, everybody can start to mingle. Like everybody gets to dance together. So, but it's just, it's just, it's, it's funny that you had that same experience. Cause I do think, you know, these things are changing slowly. Um, and a lot of it I think is, you know, not to, not to put pressure on professional athletes or whatever, but a lot of, you know, professional athletes are being so open, like yourself being vulnerable and allowing people to see them as humans. And, and, and it, I think it, it starts to change the dynamic. Like, um, you know, we, I use this example, you know, you're from Wisconsin. We work with a guy that played for the Packers, uh, Tony Mandrich, who might be too old for you to and but he's you know he's this huge guy and he's this amazing (laughs) photographer and he went through a bunch of struggles like you know like with steroids back in the day like but like for me it's like if you walk into a room and you see him like you're probably gonna know that's a professional or was a professional athlete but then you see his photographs and it just changes the way that we engage with this person it changes the way you see him and i always say it gives it gives people permission to be creative because i think when we see like you know big strong human beings we don't assume that they're creative and yeah. he he's changing that dynamic and i think there's a bunch of people out there that are starting to do that yourself included like going back to like you know like again like for me your post not to like talk about social media per se but Oh, I mean, it's a great thing these days, but it's a great, like it was, it was an article in a, in a, in a magazine. It was that powerful in terms of, and, and it should be out there, um, you know, in the world. And I think also it's like, you're not the LeBron James, like there's only one LeBron James, like you worked (laughs) your ass off 
to play professional soccer for eight years. You didn't get the the hype and stuff. But these, like, you, all of us, like, had that same struggle with internally with all these things going on, but it just wasn't to the extent that people know that. And so, again, like, that's why to me is like, that was what was so powerful about it. It's like, it was guttural. Thank you. Um, yeah, I think, and I, and I know uh, this isn't what you're saying, but like, and I, at no point I want to discredit any of my, you know, athletic upbringing either because what I was capable of going through or putting myself through or <laughs> one second. Yeah. Um, you know, whatever I was able to do and put myself through like that now, like there's so much value in that. And there's so much value in that work ethic that I learned and now my, you know, my more creative friends are like, Jesus, man, like I, I can't keep up. Like I, I'm not a machine like you. hundred <laughs> like, percent. And so it's like that, that sort of, I don't know, that work ethic, those things that I learned, you know, through, through pursuing this full heartedly, like it just ingrained a certain standard of work ethic and a standard of, you know, pursuing a goal, like, you know, when you're a professional, you're pursuing the trophy, you're pursuing the starting spot, you're pursuing a goal. And there's, if, as long as there's a goal, like you're going to, you're, you're going to get close to that target. I promise. As, as long as you keep that in your mind with, with all the choices that you make, I always say that you, your goal is going to determine your path. Like pe people think you need to find a path before you find your goal. No, your goal, where you're going is going to determine how you freaking get there. Yep. And so those are big things that I learned that now it's like, you know, so much value. <laughs> so much now, value you, in that. You, you're saying something that I is really, truly uh, one of the components that I through, I mean, in the abstract athlete and in my class is trying to show the non sports people, the discipline that it takes to do that. Like, can you bring that discipline into your creative field? Like you're doing right now. I, I say that to my students all the time. I'm in my studio. I'm a, I'm a painter. I'm in my studio every day because it's practice to me you know, and you get better when you practice. It doesn't mean you're going to be elite or whatever, but you get better. Creativity is just like sports in that, in that manner. Like you have to do it. Like you're not just going to sit down and paint the Mona Lisa. I mean, it's just not going to happen. Same with soccer. Like I say this to my soccer students. It's like when you first kicked a ball, you sucked. The second time you kicked the ball, you sucked, but you were a little bit better. You know, it's like it, you have to do that. And then it's like with, with the athletes or the non-artists, it's like bringing that creativity in their world, seeing what it actually does. Like, does it actually benefit performance? Well, it can, because if like, if you're playing at a calmer rate, which creativity can do, like you even mentioned that earlier, like you get in that flow state, you get in that space where like the runner's high or, you know, like in the zone, like however we want to say it. Yeah. If you're in that space, well, you're better because you're not thinking you're just reacting. 
And right. it's, so it's like, there's so many beautiful relationships between these two, two spaces that I think, you know, like traditionally we want to keep apart, but it's like, they're not different. They're just they're not. not. And, yeah. and so it's, it's, I, I, you, you just like really hit the nail for me is like, again, like how, how I approach, you know, these, the athletes, it's like, you are so disciplined in what you do as an athlete. Take that and bring it to somewhere else, but enjoy it, you know, because yeah, that's the other part is like, you know, like that place where sports doesn't become fun. And it's like, okay, can you make it fun again through another outlet? It's, it's, it's all like difficult shit, but it's, yeah. I just think it's important. For sure. Yeah. You really have to, you really have to love the process of becoming great. Like, yep. it's not about the know. result. It's the process. Yeah. So. Yeah. Whatever, whatever that is, you know, like, and I think, I think that is universally true. Like you, you really have, you have to love the process of, yep. of becoming great. You have to love the work between the lines and uh, yeah. Wanted to take a real quick break to remind everybody to follow Patrick on Instagram at Patrick M-C-L-A-I-N-2-4. And a reminder to go check out the other podcast on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Now back to Patrick. Who were, it doesn't have to be growing up necessarily, but maybe growing up and maybe, maybe even now, because I'm sure things have shifted, but like, who are some people that, you know, you like look up to, um, are inspiring to you? Um, it doesn't have to be, obviously it doesn't have to be soccer players. It can be like really anybody, like it can be, you know, like it could be somebody that was creative when you were doing your movies as a kid. I don't know. I mean, um, that's a really good question. And, you know, I had to think about it a little bit, but talk about something first, else while you're thinking. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. The first one that comes to mind really is, is the rock. Like, you know, and I, and I know that sounds like, Oh, the rock, but, <laughs> but seriously, the guy, the guy had, you know, he went through this, this whole process of chasing down his, his NFL dream. Yep. And for whatever reason, it didn't work out. I, I don't remember exactly what it was, whether it was injuries or, you know, sometimes, sometimes there's just people that are better, you know, at, at your position and have like, I don't, I don't know what the rocks case was, but I love how he reacted to that and, you know, how he poured like so much of his athleticism and so much of you know, his drive, like he's got such a notorious work ethic. And that's like, that's what, that's how I want to be seen too. Like, I want to have a notorious work ethic to the point where people are like, dang, this guy just like, you know, he, he just, he doesn't go away because he's just, he's always working for what he wants. And I I find that incredibly inspiring. And I, I find the rock incredibly inspiring. Um, Outside of that, you know, I, it's, it's tough. Like, um, you know, my parents were always, 
were always huge supporters of, you know, anything I had chose to do. So I don't think everybody gets that. And that, you know, that had a, <laughs> it's really hard to um, put a price tag on that. Like, and, and just, cause not everybody gets that. And, and so many things can go wrong. And if you don't have people in your, in your corner, it can just take such a bad turn. And uh, so there are people that I, I really looked up to because they were always great parents. Yep. Um, oh man, outside of that, uh, um, you know, there were soccer players and goalkeepers here and there that I, that I looked up to for this reason or that. But usually when it was goalkeepers who I looked up to, it was more that I wanted to emulate a certain way that they solve the problem. It wasn't necessarily like, Oh, I want to, you know, I want to you know, <laughs> have your life or I want to play for that team or I want, you know, it was like, I want to be able to solve the problem the same way that you did in this situation. And so I would study all these different goalkeepers and how they would, you know, they would, they would react to certain scenarios or how, what did they do that was maybe a little bit different, a little outside the box, something that they weren't taught, they found a way to solve the problem. And that's, and, and I think one of the things that going off on a major tangent here, but I think one of the things that, um, you know, allowed me that it, it, it drove, drove me so hard to being a goalkeeper. Cause I was, I was half and half until I was like 16, uh, half striker, half goalkeeper. I think one of the things that really drove me into the goalkeeper position is it was a constant challenge, like constant challenge because no situation's the same, you know, no, no games, the same, you're not going to feel the same. Like there there's, you have to, you have to be able to do in a moment, you got to be able to do what a quarterback does in a moment. You got to be able to do what a kicker does in a moment. You got to be able to, to fly across the goal, like a, uh, <laughs> like it's <laughs> like a defensive end, you, you know, it's, it's, there's so many different uh, components. I think that's what, because I played every sport growing up, you know, I played football, I played baseball, I played basketball. I think what really stuck to me is, was that challenge component. And, and I know as you climb, climb the, lane, the ranks in any sport, like there's so many nuances that go into it. Um, but I think that's why things stuck around for me. And um, that really activated like a problem solving. Uh, that, that it, Yeah, uh, it, it helped me problem solve. And I, I thought that was probably one of the components that always brought do me you, back to Do it. you think other sports, because I'm a proponent of, of, you know, young people playing multiple sports instead of getting like really into that. Did it, do you think that helped you, um, with goaltending? Like in my head, like baseball would be like really good just for hand eye coordination and different stuff like that. But do you think those other sports helped you in, in your pursuit of being a goalie? Oh, absolutely. Um, just like being able to think outside of what the railroaded, response is you know it i can i can make this catch in baseball right i can use those same muscles to make this save in soccer um so I, yeah i think it massively helped but it would it would really depend on on who you talk to because there's so many differing viewpoints 
on that question right there. It's like, well, you know, because you could argue, well, if you grew up in California and you were you were put into like a you know a, a developmental system and you were playing goalkeeper every day at age you know, 14 on, like where would you be? Who the hell knows, man? <laughs> right. You know, it, it, and you can speculate about stuff like that. Oops, sorry. Um, but you know, I think, I think the, the journey I took and the things that I did were what I had to do. So how, how did you get to, to, uh, Cal Polytech? I mean, did you have other, other opportunities out there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. There was, uh, there's, there's a couple, um, schools that were recruiting me like university of Milwaukee, um, Creighton, Creighton was like top 10 at the time. Like Creighton like was a decent soccer. I don't yeah. know if they still are anymore, but. Yeah, I mean, I don't know either, but they they certainly had like a a pretty strong grip on things. And I actually went to Creighton uh, probably two weeks before I visited Cal Poly, you know, and Creighton's like, this is what it basically this is their pitch is like, <laughs> this is what it is. We're constantly top 10. We're amazing. We've got we all these great facilities. We don't need to facilities. recruit you. You just come here. Yeah, right. But then they also have like negative 20 degree weather and I'm like... <laughs> Uh, yes we do uh, know that being in the midwest yes california what okay where i'm there (laughs) done and and i don't know you've been to nebraska right unfortunately yes actually yeah (laughs) i'm sorry nebraska there's actually some cool um what is it because i drive i drive i live in virginia but i drive out west all the time my business partner lives in colorado we own land in montana um, which eventually when we get it built out, you will be welcome to come help do workshops and stuff. But there's this area that gets really kind of Irelandy up in Nebraska, which is kind of like, eh, it's kind of cool. It's kind of cool, but not so much, but it's okay. <laughs> Ireland with, with no water. Anyway. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, you know, when the wind blows in Nebraska, cuts straight through you and i went there in the winter <laughs> and i stepped outside and i'm like oh nope. nope so but but to be fair like i i called the cal poly coach i'm like yeah i just went to creighton i'm definitely coming to Creighton, and he's like wait <laughs> wait just just give it a couple weeks come out here let's talk about what we can do and and i was like all right, fine, fine. I'll, I'll give it a try, but I'm I'm like ninety percent. I, I swear to God, I said this to him. I'm like ninety percent sure I'm going to Creighton. And he's like, okay, just 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 come out here. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I never came back. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Much to my parents' dismay. Uh, yeah, I uh, I got out here and it was like nice. The sun was shining. It's the middle of winter, 70 degrees, yeah. like oh. Cal Poly. There's all these mountains, like uh, San Luis Obispo is gorgeous. That the town's not like over, it's not like living in Los Angeles where you're like overwhelmed and you're like, oh my gosh, all this is in my face. It's like 60,000 people. Just, yeah, I was, I was pretty much sold the second I stepped <laughs> off the plane. I didn't tell him that, <laughs> but yeah. Oh, man. Just the, 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 
Sorry, go ahead. I was going to say, unfortunately, we went we went to school at the wrong time. Not that I would have gotten any uh, name, image, likeness deals, but um, but all that yeah. stuff is so so wild now to like see. I just saw, you know, Ohio State's fourth string quarterback has a one point four million dollar deal, and I'm just like, he's getting paid more than everybody except for the head coach. It's crazy. Like it's, it's, I think it's actually going to maybe be the demise of college sports. I just, I don't see how players on the same team are going to be cool with that. It's just, I, you know, just people get jealous and and all that. So it's just going to be, it's going to be weird. There's going to be some massive targets on those. Absolutely. Like, Absolutely. yeah, that's, what an interesting time yep. uh, for all that. It's yeah. Uh, who I, 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 this is going to be, I, I don't know that I've ever asked this question, but I, sometimes I like thinking these things. Who is like the best player you played against? Maybe not in the, you know, like maybe they didn't have a great game or something like that, but just like, cause there's some, uh, there's some, there's some ballers. Yeah, for sure. Yep. Uh, I would say probably the one that I rated the highest. Uh, probably Giovinco or Rooney. Uh, Rooney was good. He didn't have a great game against me, thankfully. <laughs> um, uh, let's see. That's a good choice, yeah. though. Jesus, like that. Geez. Yeah. I, I assume, I probably, do you still, I mean, I assume you still watch soccer or is it still kind of like a, it's a little okay it's yeah i i you know i every once in a while i'll tune into my mls app and i'll watch the highlights yeah. uh just to see how you know some of my friends are doing and that sort of thing but outside of that i really can't yeah i know what you mean I, yeah i i was I a, i was a singer like in a in a rock band and it took when our band ended and stuff it took me a while to go see live music because it's like i just want to be up on stage i want to be doing that yeah. like, why am i standing here watching this crap and and it's 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 hard like and it's same way with with baseball it's just like it was it took a while to like i'm not playing anymore like i still it's it goes back to what you said i still love the sport i'm just not in love with it but it's it's there's a sting there yeah yeah you know maybe there'll be a time if um, one of my kids wants to play again and, you know, maybe that'll be the time that I get back into it and help them. But if they want my help, <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I really don't miss it. I missed it since I've stepped away two years ago. And I'm going to be really honest. Like I, I ha I've missed it one day. There was one day when, you know, I, I went up and I watched a college team train and, you know, there was, there's a certain buzz about it. And it's like, yeah, I miss soccer a little bit today, yeah. but outside of that. I think most people like, including myself, it's just, it's, and, and I know it's cliche to say this, it's the locker room. It's just being around, being around the teammates. It doesn't necessarily even have to be on the field or, or whatever, but it's, it's just that kind of camaraderie and that, that kind of shared experience of, of what we do or did or whatever that when, when that's gone, that's, that's the gut punch um, that 
you know, it's that's the stuff. I still think about that every once in a while because I still have like those flashbacks of stupid shit. And, you know, and it's just it's you know, it's it's part of growing up. It's part of like life. But, you know, like it, life doesn't give a shit if you quit sports. <laughs> it's just going to still yeah. move forward right. and stuff. Yeah. So, I mean, what do you think like what's what's the next five, ten years looking like for you? Like what? what are you hoping to do accomplish? Um, like, you know, it sounds like getting into the, into the movies stuff is like really, um, going to happen, which is going to be badass to see. Um, but like what, I mean, I guess it, it gets, goes down to like goals. Like, what are you like trying to like goal out for yourself? Yeah, that's a really good question. I, I would say in the next five years, I'd like to, um, find a way to be considered a, a leading man, uh, whether that's, you know, feature films or series I'd like in the next five years to be in that conversation and doing that. Um, I would also like to, I've written a couple of my own shows. Nice. I would like to sell one of those shows, uh, and develop it and, uh, really, Put, put together the resources to produce it and to, to make it happen. You know, I've, I've, my network's ever growing and I'm, I'm finally think that I'm starting to get close to some of the things that I want. And there's a project that I'm working on right now that I'm really excited about. Um, and I'd really like to see one of those get started. And, you know, it's, there's a lot of people trying to do that and, uh, you know, I don't, I don't discount that at all, but I also, I also know some of the stories that I've played with in my head. Like I'm such a daydreamer, um, that hopefully other people will see some value in it as well. Um, and yeah, I'd really just like to, to be a, a consistent actor and a consistent producer and, um, be looked at as one of these creative minds, you know? <laughs> yep. um, uh, and it's not so much about other people, you know, looking at me that way. I, I just like, I'd like to be able to do it and I'd like to be able to see it. And I'd like to be able to, you know, cause it looks a certain way in my head and I'd like to see it on the screen. <laughs> no, I, but that there's your creativity that do you, I, you, it's cool to hear that you're like writing and, and doing that and like really truly developing the whole process in your head. Cause I, I tend to do that a lot with music still. Cool. I don't play any instruments. I was, I was a singer back in the day and I, I mean, I can fiddle on guitar, but I constantly, hear stuff in my head. So now I sit here like, again, like kind of ritual based on garage band and I can compose <laughs> entire songs now, which, you know, 15 years ago I couldn't do. And, it, yeah. and so it's like, it's kind of cool to hear that you're doing the same thing in some way. Do you like literally like sketch out scenes in your head yep. or, or literally sketch out like storyboard yeah. it out? Oh, that's killer. That's killer. Yeah. I, um, so I, that has I to be a blast. Some... Sorry to interrupt, but that just has to be a blast <laughs> for you to do that now. Yeah, no, I, I really, I really like it. I didn't, I didn't even 
because I have these pictures in my head and, you know, certain scenes or certain camera angles or this or that or certain lighting. And to actually like storyboard it out, I feel like helps people understand exactly what you're seeing too. And I didn't understand how much value that could have until, you know, I watch all these master classes. I don't know if you're into that at all, but uh, I watched James Cameron's and, and I mean, obviously James Cameron is James Cameron and he's a genius. And, but that's how he, that's how he processes it. So I'm like, Oh, I'm going to give that a try. And, and it, it just helps. It helps people really understand your story so much better and understand like the tone and understand the, the lighting and understand the, you know, the certain shots that you're kind of going for. And I think once you start to really paint those pictures, I mean, that really is what, what being a director or, you know, is, is coming up with those sort of images that, that show a certain, you know, uh, try who's, to evoke a certain emotion. Who's like your favorite director? Cause I, mean, I think that's like really interesting. I actually have talks with my students a lot about, like certain movies that I find really fascinating. I, this is one that I, I, have you ever seen road to perdition? Yeah. The, the way that the visuals go along with the mu- the music in that movie, I think are yeah. just so spot on and, and the color in that, in that film. It's just, I find it like, it's almost like the hair on my arms. Like I get those goose pimples because yeah. it's just like, man, the way that that piano reacts with what we're looking at, it actually, it works together. It's not trying to like be its own thing. It's actually part of it. And, and then, um, what's the, uh, I'm totally spacing on the name of it. Uh, I can't remember the name of it, but there's no music in it. And so you're left with this like dead silence of, yeah, uh, and just like how stark that is. That, Cause it feels like it was so intentional to like leave us empty. Um, and, and just like, I, I just, like I get really caught up in that. So again, like to me, like listening to how you're really truly taking ownership of every component, like even thinking about camera angles and lighting and, and soundscapes and different stuff. But like back to my original question, sorry, I went on a rant there. Who, like <laughs> no, who, like great. directors that you think about that like are in, you know, this is another inspiration question, I guess. Um, oh man, there's, <laughs> the there's list so is many, long. yeah, yeah. There's so many great directors. Um, you know, I've had, I've had the chance to work with like Lena Dunham. I, oh, yeah. wow. I didn't, I didn't understand fully how amazing she was until I worked with her because she's like, she's like the coach that everybody wants, you know, that's like a genius, but also like such a kind person and like just wants to get your best performance and like i i don't know so having worked with certain directors gives me like an inside knowledge as to how they operate and that makes me like them more or less uh but i mean just visually like james cameron after watching his his stuff right and I mean, 
he is yep. he is who he is like he's he's like a goat he's like the goat in yep. my opinion you know <laughs> um scorsese is amazing obviously it, but even like so i don't exactly rem- i watched parasite for the first time probably a month ago um because i like to watch, wait for the hype to die down a little bit and oh my god like such an amazing movie and like that remind i i honestly i need to check my facts here before i should have before <laughs> doing this podcast but like you know i don't think that director was well known prior to that to that film and just incredible like what a movie <laughs> I, haven't, I haven't seen it yet i've been told i need to like i'm kind of like you i don't want to I, I want to like let it go through its cycle of hype and then kind of yeah. watch it with a clear mind. Almost. It's like Stillwater yeah. is out now and I've heard nothing but amazing things about this. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I'll wait a little bit longer just to watch right. this. And it was no country for old men was the movie. I was going to, Oh talk my about gosh. That, that so the good. silence in that movie as, as so is good. as powerful as the scene. Like it's just stunning. Um, that movie is just haunting it's like in so many ways it just it just haunts you it sticks with you and those are the those are in my opinion the great movies the ones that stick with you for days months years like those where they touch on so many topics but they do it subconsciously and not like in a way where it's like here let me beat you over the head with this 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 subcontext yeah and uh, oh my gosh, yeah, what a what a movie that was. No, I watched. Right. I watched that, you know, every couple months just to watch. I mean, because it is like it's haunting is the perfect word for it, and the acting in that is so stellar. Just what I can't even remember that that the, the yeah, crazy Javier guy. Bardem. Oh my yeah. god, just I, his performance in that is just off the charts and like amazing. And so, and again, I, it's that <laughs> silence. It's like I always talk about like negative and positive spaces when you're like, you know, a photographer or, a, or, a, you know, a painter or whatever. And it's like the negative space of not having music creates so much without doing anything. It's just yeah. that bare nakedness. That's like, Oh, I, it just stunning. Stunning. So funny, funny thing about it, just because we're on the topic, I'll, I'll tell you about this. But uh, so this panel of psychologists, they reviewed every psychopath in, in films over the past like 25 years. And they wanted to find out, figure out which character was the closest to an actual like legitimate psychopath and that character like was the one (laughs) like that that was the closest thing that they found to what actual psychopaths are like and i I found that i found that article just unreal if i can find it i'll send it oh you you. know totally i'd love to read that yeah it was so interesting Um, but i believe that because it's i think what makes his performance so spot on he doesn't feel like he's acting no you know it's just yeah it's 
haunting is the best word like like you said yeah earlier. yeah I, I don't know now see now yeah. i'm gonna have to watch that tonight <laughs> again it's been a while so yeah if you want to get super f- philosophical too like those people exist i know that's the scariest i don't even want to think about, about it that. yeah i don't yeah. want to like, think about that shit yeah right i, I yeah um and, and that's what that movie makes you think of it's like that's what i mean like it's that's yeah. th- it, it almost feels like a documentary like in some ways like somebody was filming something that we shouldn't be seeing because right. it, it's just it's so yeah it's just so weird and and yet again like the the the, the subtleties of that movie it's for lack of a better way to say it it's clean it's just that everything is so spot on like from from those guys that he that come to that space that he ends up killing you want a rat bitch you know it's just like what like these characters are just like these feel like real people and like you said there are real people out there like that and it's like that's even worse than watching the movie it's just like what yeah so um go ahead go ahead no i was just gonna say uh in films like that because we're you know we're on the topic like there's just no wasted motion and And, and tying that back into the athlete thing, like that was always my goal in my performances and my training is like to minimize wasted motion and to be as concise as possible with my energy and, and my output. And I mean, I think that speaks volumes to the mastery of that film in particular, but like just into to driving towards these things in general is is it's it's almost like um how can we be as concise and creative at the same time and it's almost for me personally i don't i don't know about anybody else but i'm 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 always kind of chasing that that and so you can call it perfection you can call it greatness whatever it is but chasing that sort of concise and effective efficiency yeah efficiency exactly it's, it's true no i i I think you're spot on with that. I think there is something about wasted energy that we put in stuff that's it's human nature, but like trying to edit out those, the clutter and to be as efficient as we can be, whether it's as a human, as an athlete, as an artist, I absolutely a hundred percent agree with, with that, that, trying trying to remove like which is hard trying to remove like whatever like whatever like we sit here on our damn phones all day for (laughs) no reason like i don't give a shit who liked what and whatever but i still look at it and it's like yeah that's just it i'm wasting energy thinking about why anything with that shit and yeah and and so the the i do believe like we are constantly more and more being cluttered as a, as a, as a world, um, just because we're being inundated by visual stuff, by social media, by, by whatever. And I do, I, like, I, I have been like really curious to see how the COVID aspect might or might not change that. Um, I think it obviously social media wise, obviously during all this stuff, we got just inundated, but just if if that's going to change are we going to be more efficient as humans because of this stuff and i 
we're not done yet. So I have no idea. <laughs> right. So, but dude, I, you know, thank you for doing this for one. Like it, it's absolutely been like, first of all, it's like really cool to meet you. Um, because I, you know, like, as I said, I notice you've been like, you've been kind of like following us for a while and, and always being like really supportive. And then to read that, that, um, those posts in June, I think it was, and just like, I, I got, I want to get this guy on you because I think he's really like in line with a lot of the thinking and talking that we're doing. And, and, and really like you're an abstract athlete, like, you know, you're like, you weren't, you were the highest of level athletes. And now you're like working your way back into this creative space from stuff that like literally it's like in some ways, like you were doing when you were a kid, like that to me is like really cool. That like that kind of coming back to a, a space. Um, but like, I, you know, like I really look forward to like, you know, staying in touch with you and like, um, and having a, you know, continued dialogue because I, I really have like, feel like there's a, like a lot of overlap in, in thinking and, and communication and, and just thank you for being vulnerable because I, I think that at the end of the day, um, you know, like, I think that affects people like that really can see like you're a human. Yeah. I was a professional athlete, but I'm also a human and, and, and now I'm doing this and I'm loving it. And, and so it's, it's just, thank you. It's been a blast. Well, thank you for having me. This, this hour went very quickly. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> uh, no, this, these conversations are, are so good to have. And I think, um, I think you're totally right. I, you know, and I'd love to stay in touch and I, Oh no, totally. I I think I have your number. Like if I don't, I'll, I'll text you mine and stuff. But, um, and when I'm out that way, I come out West, not always to the coast, but, um, you know, would love to grab a coffee or a drink or whatever. And, um, absolutely. And, uh, like I said, you know, we're, we have this 20 acres of land in Montana that we're going to develop into an artist athlete residency to do cool. work, to do workshops and different things. And I think, you know, like it would be like, you're a perfect person. It, you know, like to th- even think of it like as a master class type of a thing, but in person, like it's a, yeah. you're a perfect person to come out there and talk about your soccer world and the acting world. Like that's badass, you know, like, and so like you're, you're, you know, you're going, you're going to come out when we get it built, whenever the hell that is, because building is so <laughs> insanely expensive right now. Um, yeah. But also, you know, I always like to ask this question, first of all, do you, if you have any friends that are musicians that would want to donate a song to the podcast, I always write like music, but if you have friends that want to donate, please send, I'm releasing this on Monday. So it's pretty quick turnaround. If not, what kind of music do you like? So I can write something in a sort of style. (laughs) (laughs) Um, You know, I... I'm all over the okay, place. That's pretty, cool. My yeah, my my music taste is pretty eclectic. I, I typically listen to um, sort of instrumental type stuff while I while I write, and okay. I like to find good beats and and things cool. that just kind of make me feel a certain way. Yeah. Um, I mean, music is so good at evoking emotion. Oh, so absolutely, it's so fun to be able to write music right now. I just. It, I, you know, again, like I just remember when it back in the day, I would go down into our rehearsal space and I would, I'd go, I got an idea. Do, 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 do. You know, they're like, get the fuck out yeah. of this space. And I was like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, never mind. I'll just write the lyrics in the melody line. Never mind. 
So, <laughs> um, but no, dude, like, like absolutely want to stay in touch. Um, you know, and, um, if you don't know Jay Demerit, would love to introduce you to Jay. Um, yeah, I know Jay. Former, do you cool? Uh, Cause he's yeah. from that area, isn't he? Yeah. He's, he's from Wisconsin. Yeah. 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 He's a legend. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's a he's a i love the guy he's great um but no i did like i said i just i definitely want to stay in touch um just because again like um really just an just an easy like very comfortable conversation of stuff that i would want to talk about all day long so Damn. so cool well brother have a uh great rest of the day hopefully it's I know it's beautiful out there. So what am I talking about? It's humid as shit here on the East coast. So um, yeah. until the next hurricane comes through and wipes out all the, the air. So, um, but you have a, have a great day. Like I said, I'll send you some, um, social media posts, uh, or, awesome. um, images and, um, I'll cut out a couple snippets for video and, and send it to you. And, um, like I said, it'll be out Monday. Great. Yeah. I'm looking cool. forward to it. All right, Thanks bro. for having me. Yeah, man. No, it was a blast. Thank you. Right. Cool, man. Bye. Later. Cannot say enough about how much I enjoyed today's podcast with Patrick. Just such a humble dude. Really, you know, his vulnerability is not only important, but it is really, really needed. Uh, these are the podcasts that I really love. Truly feel lucky to be doing this. And, you know, Patrick makes them all worth it. Just an epic human uh, with an incredibly bright future. Again, make sure to follow him on Instagram at PatrickMCLAIN24. A reminder to check out the other podcasts on the Abstract Athlete Network, The Abstract Doctors with Dr. G and Dr. C, and One Man's Ethos, the Tony Mandridge Podcast. Thank you for listening to The Abstract Athlete Podcast. Stop by our website, theabstractathlete.com, and our other social media outlets for future events, pop-up exhibits, podcasts, and other information, including daily creative training journals and subscription boxes. Thanks as always. We will see you next week. And as always, do not forget to exercise the body and do not forget to exercise the mind. Stay well out there.